Hi everyone and welcome back to the next episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And today we are coming to you after the first week of UK lockdown. So I can't imagine we're going to have an interesting roundup, but I'm going to shoot it over to you first. What have you done this week? Well, I think given the circumstances, my week has had a little bit more going on than I expected. We obviously are now in the third national lockdown, which is, you know the news that no one was hoping for Um, and that has also resulted in some impact on my job because as I've mentioned before I work in tourism in marketing tourism isn't happening so there's nothing to market so I'm currently (laughs) um, on furlough um, for a couple of weeks and then it's going to be sort of either extended or stopped but for the time being I'm not working which means I've got a lot more time on my hands now One logical way to fill that would be by filming videos or doing (laughs) loads of reading. But the way that I've been filling my time is with two particular TV shows, which are so incredible. The first one is a rewatch, and that is called The Midwife. I've started watching it from (laughs) scratch. Classic Kira, should I say. I'm just like, literally, like... When I was at sixth form, I genuinely considered doing midwifery as my degree because of called the midwife. Is that the word? Um, I never knew it was called mid- midwifery. Yeah, that's like the degree. Well, that I thought it was midwifery. That has blown my mind. Anyway, carry on. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that is a fair assumption, but I think, yeah, it's midwifery. Whoa. So, um, mind blown. But <laughs> I, I genuinely considered doing that as a degree. But then I realised that actually the degree that I want to do is... 1950s east end midwifery where you get to like ride around on bikes and wear a cute uniform and be on tv not an actual midwife in like a modern day hospital so i did swiftly decide not to do that but um the love for called midwife is still there so i've been re-watching that series and the other series i've been watching is a newer one and that is bridgerton oh my god i'm obsessed i started it last night good Oh, I'm loving it. I'm only halfway through the series. I've watched four episodes, but it's so good. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I'm only half, like I'm half an episode in um, (laughs) and it's definitely different to what I usually watch. I'm not into period dramas or anything like that, but I have been told that it is a bit gossip girly. And so Mm. I thought I'd give it a go, given the fact that what else am I going to do with my time? Um, That's a very good point. (laughs) I don't I don't want to get to the point where I get halfway through and then abandon it cuz that's what I did with the Queen's Gambit and I regret <gasps> doing that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, maybe I should go back and finish the Queen's Gambit and then mm. see Bridgerton through. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like I, I think... like it, but I don't like the narration. I'm finding that uh, a bit great. Yeah. I think that kind of like melts away a little bit. It's not as prominent throughout the other episodes or at least I've not been noticing it and I also think although it's in a period drama setting and it's obviously got some period drama elements there's a lot of it that's more modern and like like I guess I've not watched Gossip Girl but I imagine it probably does have some crossovers with that and I'm also a big fan of the like string quartet covers of like I like that songs like thank you next I was like oh that was so fun and that was kind of like what made me be like I'm really going to enjoy this. Yeah, I like So I've been that. loving the shows. Um, we also had snow this week, which I was very excited about. I woke up one morning to actual snow, which was very exciting. Um, and we're in January, so it's been Veganuary, which has been exciting for trying loads of new vegan foods. And two particular highlights this week have been Domino's brought out vegan chicken nuggets, which were very nice. Oh my and God. Krispy Kreme brought out vegan glazed original donuts. Whoa. 
I know jaw drop is definitely the reaction. And everyone knows so the key good. to your heart is donuts. It's donuts, yeah, exactly. It's just so exciting because Jay loves Krispy Kreme. He's the one that introduced me to Krispy Kreme. I'd never really bothered with them before. And then I went vegan like only two years into our relationship. So I've missed out on quite a lot of Krispy Kreme experiences. And I'm very excited that they're uh, back in my life again. And then the final thing I wanted to talk to you about for this weekly roundup was a particular incident I had at the post office. <laughs> okay. I'm already <laughs> laughing. So um, I have a friend in Canada, Emma, and we decided to do a swap of like vegan food boxes. So I was sending her some British stuff. She was sending me some Canadian stuff. So I went to the <laughs> post office to send her box. And, um, you know, like generally speaking, post office workers don't look very happy they're kind of like a bit reserved just want to get you in and out as quickly as possible I got the one guy working at the post office who seemed a bit wacky he was chatty and like a bit out there and so I gave him my box explained where it was going and then he said I put it on the scale so I said yeah that's fine and then he said oh this is just a little bit too heavy um we can still send it but it'll be 40 pounds if we can cut oh my god I know very expensive he said if we can cut a little bit of weight off of it and um, then I can put it in for like the cheaper royal mail version rather than parcel four so I was like okay that's fine so then instead of being like can you just open it and take something <laughs> out? He started cutting cardboard off of the box. So Wait, he what? Started, he, <laughs> yeah. So he got scissors out and just started chopping at the box, cutting corners off of it, all sorts of things. But surely then, he, then things would fall out. <laughs> well, um, you've not heard the whole story yet. Sorry, sorry. So I just said, like, there's boxes over there for sale. Can I not just buy one of those boxes from you? put some stuff in and take something out so it's less heavy um and he's like well I've started now I'm gonna finish it so, so he went off into a back room was chopping up my box came back a couple of minutes later with the box in one hand and a smashed up jar of biscoff in the other <gasps> no and I was like oh my god because I'd written a little like note in the box to Emma and Biscoff was like the main thing that was like this is incredible eat it by the spoonful you won't regret it so I was like right well this is wonderful wasted trip to the post office I then had to go home buy another <laughs> jar of Biscoff and come back and then I realized that something else had fallen out as well that he hadn't even returned to me um Oh my god, you promised me an anecdote and you delivered a tragedy. Yeah, literally, like, it was such an experience. I was, like, both kind of annoyed and then just, like, in disbelief as well, but it is quite a funny experience. (laughs) Not what I expected. drama at the post office. Literally. So that was my week. These little trips are the things that you live for in lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, and that one delivered. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst I don't have any... um, fun post office anecdotes actually well (laughs) i I trekked all the way on my one essential trip of the week um into the town center with my asos parcel and the post office was closed so i had to walk all the way back so not on a very interesting story but i mean we've both had post office faux pas this week but i was thinking when you were giving your roundup then that i would really trust you as my midwife if you knew what you were doing well yeah just not as like a just not that vibe do you, know what I mean? Do you think? Yeah. Oh, don't. This is like the, the push I need to just <laughs> get me to sign up to a degree. What a it's good plan. The push you need. 
<laughs> oh my god i didn't even realize that maybe i'm meant to be a midwife that was um, great you even no, got the lingo literally but yeah i am so influenceable is that a word Influ- Influ- inf- easily influenced I'm so easily influenced that you just saying that is like literally all it might take for me to just sign up to a new degree. To no, start like if, if you were the one with me in there in the room, although I don't know if that's influenced by the fact that you are my friend. Well, yeah, I think that you could have like something to do with midwife it. Face. But yeah, enough <laughs> about pushing and posting yeah. offices. Um, yeah, this week has been, I'm not going to lie, it's been quite tough to come to terms with the third lockdown. I think it's Mm. good to be open. I feel like we come across as very positive people, and we are, but it's sometimes I think it's good to be honest about maybe if you're not feeling as positive, and it is really hard to be positive um, when you don't know when there is going to be an end to a lockdown, but I'm pushing through it, and I'm turning a lot to reading, actually. My goal for this year is to... uh, (laughs) is to read the books on my shelf that I've bought and never read because I did a Waterstones order the other day (laughs) and I thought and I I said to myself like as a lesson in willpower I'm gonna count the unread books on my shelf and there were 73 so wow yeah so I'm trying to get through the ones that have been on there for a longest for the longest time which is why I read the most fun we ever had which I talked about in a a recent episode I think and then um it's why I picked up Cersei this week by Madeline Miller because of Mm -hmm. that you got me that I think for Christmas yeah last year last year yeah yeah and and I really enjoyed it and it's every (laughs) book that I pick up that has been on there for a long time is one that I've absolutely really enjoyed when I get to it so that has been my goal and I'm kind of flying through books as a way of you know coping with this lockdown Mm. because it is difficult um and I'm considering starting writing a new book maybe today or tomorrow the idea has been brewing um when I've been going on my daily walks so I'm gonna I might just put pen to paper and see what happens so they're the things I'm planning on doing but I also thought that I would take a moment given that I have just plunged us into negativity I would (laughs) take a moment to offer something that might be of use to people I've just started reading a non-fiction because for some reason all of the books that I'm buying at the start of this year are non-fiction I find a new start new year new non-fiction to be very pleasing Mm -hmm. um and I ordered a book by Julia Samuel called This Too Shall Pass and it's I think the the mini title is Stories of Change, Hope and no Change, Crisis and Hopeful Beginnings and it's Mm -hmm. all about how we deal with periods of transition and crisis events and even joyful events but that propose a lot of change in our lives and how we might deal unhealthily with that and how we can change the way we look at these periods of uncertainty which I think I really really need right now since we are in one this huge period of uncertainty and actually it is very relevant to covid enough so that another version of this book is coming out later this year with an extended chapter about covid and its impact on all of those things and i've only read a couple of chapters of this book but i am really really enjoying it it's definitely one of those ones where you want to underline everything and it really makes you evaluate the way you view situations like this and the way like it's not saying that you can't feel trauma or that you can't feel sadness or negativity but it's the way that you process those emotions properly so that you can deal with them in the right way I really really like books written by like psychologists and psychotherapists Mm -hmm. I find that really interesting and this one is really helping me this week so if anyone else is feeling the weight of the lockdown then I would highly recommend that book because it is definitely a little bit of hope and a little bit of reassurance during this time so yeah it's been a lot of reading a lot of planning writing which I'm really excited about I think um always planning a new book makes me happy brings me a little bit of joy so it brings me joy what. like second-hand joy I still like, oh, need to so send exciting. you um I still need to send you my finished one 
yeah, I know. It's because of the Kindle issue. I was meant to be borrowing a Kindle, but then bloody lockdown oh, two, yeah. and now we're in lockdown three. So. I was going to say I should have given you that when you visited me, but actually no, because I was in quarantine. Because of the COVID, then, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> of the, the old uh, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Did I mention I had COVID? Don't think I mentioned it. <laughs> but yeah, that is my weekly roundup. Amazing. Just a lot of reading and writing. It sounds fabulous. I think that's a lot more positive than you prefaced it to be. It sounded quite <laughs> ha- like a happy week. But I think it's that those are the things that I turn to when I'm yeah. feeling negative. So with that in mind, shall we jump into our main topic of the week? Yeah, let's go for it. Alright, so jumping into the main topic of this week, we're going to be discussing the theme of what to do when you're feeling like you're in a bit of a rut or you're lacking in motivation and kind of how to get out of that feeling. I kind of fell down a bit of a literal rabbit hole this week, both in terms (laughs) of like thinking about what podcast topic to discuss and also just my life in general, to be honest. When you said falling down a literal rabbit hole, I was like, alright, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like have you fallen down a bat- hole in your back garden technically i probably shouldn't have used the word literal yeah, no. should I? I like to use literally a lot even though it's 100 percent not in context and usually isn't about something that is literal <laughs> but it's just the English word English student for. right there i know yeah i'm so grammatically correct but um anyway i fell down a figurative rabbit hole should i say <laughs> um and i was trying to figure out what podcast topic to use and the main thing that was on my mind this week was, as we've just discussed, the fact that we're back in another lockdown. Now, we've discussed lockdowns quite a lot on this podcast, considering <laughs> that it's only been around for a couple of months. Started um, it at the worst possible time. <laughs> literally, like this pod, literally again, we have uh, only had this podcast for like two two-ish months now, I think. Um, but we started in a lockdown, we then went back into a lockdown, and we've discussed lockdowns a lot, and that's probably not going to stop anytime soon, because we're in another lockdown. But the reason that it felt a bit different to me this time is, as you might know if you've listened to our other lockdown featuring episodes, um, I've always had something major going on, like a yoga teacher training, or work, or something to keep me distracted. This time around, I'm not doing a yoga teacher training, I'm not working and it's obviously winter so I do feel like I am suddenly left with this vast amount of time to fill and nothing to fill it with and I'm kind of feeling like I should be doing loads of things but there's part of me that does just want to stay in bed and watch Bridgerton and call the midwife all day though I know that I won't really feel very good about myself if that's what I do. So that's kind of where the idea for the podcast topic came from and I thought I would just jump into maybe some of the things that I'm doing right now to try and get out of that rut and give myself a boost in motivation um, and also just discuss our thoughts on it in general. So sounds good. Let us jump straight into it. So in terms of what I'm doing right now, the biggest thing I think that I have done to try and help myself out of this rut is to give myself as much of a routine as possible because I think when you're in a routine it's a lot harder to wallow in like a feeling of complete lack of motivation. So I'm kind of trying to make sure that I don't get up too late. I mean, I don't usually sleep in anyway, but I'm making sure that I'm getting up no later than like 8am. I was going to say, it's your like, don't get up too late, like 5.30am. That's very (laughs) Kira-esque. 
<laughs> no, I am actually genuinely allowing myself to sleep in um, till like half seven or eight-ish um, and just getting up whenever, except for I am still teaching yoga some days, so getting up early on those days. Um, and then I'm making sure that I'm going for a walk, that I am doing some kind of work, whether that be filming a video or editing a video, planning something, that type of thing. Um, trying to do some reading every day and then also some kind of movement or exercise every day as well. So I'm kind of using those things to frame my day. Obviously those are things that I would usually do anyway in a working day so it still means that I've got a lot more time than I normally would but just giving myself a little bit of structure I think is helping to sort of boost my motivation a little bit. I'd love to know if you've got any thoughts on like structure and motivation, planning your day and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Because as we've discussed before, like in the first lockdown, you had a lot of structure because you were still in work and you had your yoga teacher training or were you still in mm -hmm. work? You were working part time, weren't you? No, I actually wasn't working at all, but oh. I was doing <laughs> so much. <laughs> I knew so much so about much yoga training. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many lockdowns now, it's hard to keep yeah, track of what track. was happening in each one. I can but no, keep I was track of doing... my own life. Exactly. It's all right. No worries. But yeah, it was the yoga teacher training in the first yeah. one, which took up a lot of time. Exactly. And I didn't have anything because I was on furlough. Hadn't yet lost the job, so it wasn't job hunting. Um, and just found myself in very much of a rut. And it really was unhealthy for me. So... I do think a structure is really, really important. I'm definitely finding, like when I say I'm feeling negative in this lockdown, it is nothing compared to lockdown number one and, you know, having nothing to do. Um, hmm. So definitely now that I work full time, having that structure to my day, I mean, in the week, in the weekdays, I barely notice lockdown because it's not like I would, I was working from home anyway. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not that big of a difference. Um, that great bed to desk commute is already <laughs> a part of my routine um, but I definitely think having things that you do every single day helps and it helped me to lift lift myself out of that lockdown one kind of rut um, mm. going for walks I used to when I did it because in I feel like it was the end of lockdown one when it was starting to lift that I implemented a bit of a routine and I used to to go for a walk and take a picnic with me and read on my own by the river Aww. and that was such like a you know so like cute a stock part of my day and I also think like having a proper wind down like I think in the middle of the day that's where I would lack a structure but I used to have a really good morning and night routine and I think that mm. gives you some kind of structure in the day and I think it is really important because it's so easy to fall in a rut when you have no direction in the day yeah, yeah I definitely exactly. agree with you but having like it doesn't have to be that you plan every moment of your day, I don't think, because, mm. I mean, <laughs> otherwise, stressful you know, in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not very enjoyable. Um, but having set things that you do every single day, I think, helps mm. to mark out the day, like what we were saying last week, the small joy of the first cup of tea in the morning, maybe yeah. knowing that you're going to get up at a, a roundabout-ish time, making that and sitting down with a book and having that every single day is like something you look forward to. That sets the day off right, then maybe going for a walk, things like that. They don't have to be like you know intense structured difficult things they can be nice things yeah and I think they really help yeah exactly it definitely just like it means that there's certain things to look forward to like markers of time as yeah. well and like then there will be periods of the day where you don't have loads to do and obviously like it can be a good opportunity to give yourself a chance to like reset and relax for a bit but I think as long as there are certain bits of structure kind of like pulling you through that kind of helps it to feel a little bit less hopeless so that's kind of like how I've dealt with the immediate lack of motivation I think and it's definitely seemed to help 
but I also am trying to think about how to really boost motivation and for me that can often be in like looking forward and planning things which I don't know if you have that yeah, same 100%, feeling. Yeah 100% this is my favourite way to get out of a rut, it's a fun way. Yeah because I think the first step is just getting yourself into some kind of structure but even like if I'm just living day to day in a pretty basic structure of just getting up, going for a walk, having a cup of tea, like I think I'll still feel a bit like lost and without my usual like high motivation levels. Whereas when I start thinking about things I can do to take up more time, I love a project that just helps me to <laughs> do you? like. I didn't know that. I do actually. Yeah, There's something new about me, but I do love a project, um, and that just always helps to boost my motivation, give me something to focus on. So I have a massive note on my phone where I am. Um, I don't know why I found that really funny to say. I think the way I just emphasised the word massive just sounded funny. <laughs> you were looking at me like laugh and I was like, I don't know what I... <laughs> um, But yeah, I've got this big list on my phone of video ideas. I've written down a video idea that I want to film in December 2021. Um, what, the, what the heck? Have you got all the months up till then planned? No, but there was just one particular idea that I was like, this needs to be on the list because otherwise I'll forget it by the time I get to December. For a second then. I was like, I don't know what I'm filming next week. (laughs) No, to be fair, there are a lot of gaps in between now and December, but I'm just having fun planning, thinking of fun content ideas um, and just trying to get excited, get creative because obviously I have a creative job in marketing Um, and I love planning and thinking about things and how I'm going to promote stuff and all that kind of thing so I'm kind of applying my marketing brain to my own social medias and things like that which again is helping to give me a bit more purpose in life. (laughs) Love that I definitely creativity is definitely something I turn to and planning things for getting out of a rut and I think it's hard to find that balance of you don't want to put pressure on yourself this is what I've been finding difficult about this lockdown is because in lockdown Mm. number one very easy to say and very necessary to say that this is just a period of like intense uncertainty and it's about getting through it and you don't need to put any pressure on yourself to do you know the things that you would normally do you don't have to be productive and that's still very very true but as we approach the year mark in you know of the pandemic it's really Mm -hmm. hard to get to weigh that up against the fact that I feel like life's just going by and the things I want to achieve I want still want to achieve them and I want to you know it feels like time is just slipping away and you don't like there's no pressure to be productive and absolutely if you want to just you know relax and watch tv like I love doing that too and it's you know it's important to do that but it is hard when you feel stuck in a rut this pandemic's not going anywhere it doesn't feel you know it feels at the moment you know as we are in lockdown three a very Mm -hmm. difficult period of time and you don't want your life to just slip through your fingers so yeah I'm feeling it at the moment and I'm trying to progress my goals while still telling myself that it's okay if I don't which is a very weird set of emotions no I 100% agree I feel like being in your like 20s is always portrayed as like this like amazing time the time where you like do all the things for you before you then become like a parent or something crazy like that and like (laughs) then you have to live with someone else's like best interests at the forefront instead of your own and so it's kind of like it's only a short period of time where you're like fully an adult so you're in charge of your own life but you're also not I mean not for everyone but at least in our two circumstances we're also not looking after anyone else so we can live just for ourselves yeah. and it does feel a little bit scary that like those years are kind of like being 
sucked up by stupid Rona. Yeah, but that's where the creative projects come in, and that's where that's definitely me. like thinking of these fun things that I want to look back on and be like, I did that. So, for example, um, this weekend I had a planning session with another booktuber um, for a readathon that we're going to be announcing soon. So, if you're a reader, then follow me on Instagram and YouTube because we're announcing a really cool really cozy readathon so I planned that and it's something that I wanted to do for a while and I think things like that things like putting pen to paper and starting with a very low pressure attempt at starting a new book that seems very fun to me and yet also in line with my goals I think that's the thing I really like in this lockdown I think what's helping me is you know giving myself that kind of what's the word when you give yourself when you try and make things easier for yourself what's the word Oh. When, you, when you leeway, like, when you give, when you don't um, put pressure on yourself, and you give yourself like kindness. Well, you get what I'm saying, even if I can't yeah, think of the word. Yeah, I hear you. Um, what is the word that's going to irritate me? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm giving, well, I'm giving myself compassion. I'm giving myself kindness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm letting myself know that it's okay if I don't progress goals, but I'm also trying to do things that are a little bit in line with my goals, which is a good way of balancing the two. Um, and I definitely think, I can't even remember how we got onto this, but creative projects definitely help me when I'm in a rut. Looking forwards to help yes. you get out of the rut. I think it just gives you that little bit of light, even if you know that some things can't be actioned immediately. Like, for example, you know, maybe you can't, book a holiday or something like that but you could plan a holiday you could mm. plan some travels or you know like even if you don't have like a creative outlet like a youtube channel or like an instagram or something like that you can like plan the fun creative or exciting things that you want to do in the future or like for example i really want to go to a pottery studio and learn how to make mugs didn't and know plates. that about you i just i there's something about a pottery <gasps> What? I've just remembered. <laughs> just get the life bomb. It's too early for this. Oh my god! I just remembered that the um, Great British Pottery Throwdown show started on Sunday on Channel Four. <laughs> so, um, but there's there's something about the look of like a, a pottery wheel, like spinning around and you making a bowl out of it. It just looks so satisfying. So that's something I really want to do. Now I'm not going to be as wild and crazy as buying myself a pottery wheel so I can learn how to do Please it in lockdown. Do. Please do. <laughs> It has crossed my mind, but um, there's no room. So I'm going to have to wait on that one until after lockdown. But that's still something that I'm excited for. I could plan it. I could book a slot, maybe. I could find a studio that I want to go to. Giving All yourself a break. Stuff. Giving yourself a break. That's what Giving I was thinking Giving yourself of. a break. Carry on. Carry on. It's just okay. come to me. Well, I'm, yeah, that was... That's a good one. <laughs> I just completely interrupted your train of thought. You gave me a break from my thoughts. Sorry. It just came to me. Mid-sip. But yeah. I do think that um, clearly the lockdown is getting to both of us. But um, what I was going for was that, yeah, creative projects, looking forward, is all really great. If you have creative projects, use them to give yourself some motivation, something to focus on, something to give yourself purpose. But even if you don't, and even if you're still feeling lost and stuck and you're like, well, I don't have a YouTube channel, so how am I meant to get out of this? Well, obviously it is a really difficult circumstance and we're all going through very individual experiences with it. But I do think that just looking forward in general, maybe avoiding booking stuff so that you avoid that potential for disappointment. But mm. just thinking about planning things, making goals of things that you do want to do or try or achieve when 
the world allows it that that's like a nice way to kind of get yourself excited without putting any time limits or pressures on it so that you're not feeling suffocated by the fact that we're currently in a lockdown Mm, and maybe even thinking of goals that you can specifically progress now that we're in a lockdown and trying to turn Mm. it on its head and see a silver lining like I am part of when I was an intern for new grad which is graduate website we still have like a group chat from that when we were all interns there and a lot of the girls in that group have created a 2021 like reading goal when they never have before and like a reading list and they're Mm. trying to see this lockdown as a silver lining and you know get through that reading list when they know they wouldn't have had time or maybe wouldn't have even considered it prior to that so I think you know we talk about reading a lot but this applies to anything it could be a movie watch list it could be painting by numbers like anything um Mm. looking for things that lockdown gives you more time to do and trying to you know find some positives I think um I was very inspired by all of their reading lists I love a good book club so yeah they seem to find a silver lining and I think that's maybe a good tactic as well Yeah, definitely. It's a difficult circumstance and if you are feeling a lack of motivation or you feel like you're in a rut, you're definitely not alone and it is definitely a valid feeling and it's completely fine to allow yourself to sit with those feelings. But I do think from personal experience, sitting with feelings of lack of motivation or feeling like you're in a rut for too long only affects you, your energy levels, your mental health negatively and so I do think it's important to try and take steps however small they may be just to sort of take yourself out of those feelings and just to give yourself something positive especially in the light of the fact that this is a third lockdown here in the UK and the situation could go on for god knows how much longer so it's just important to try and take control of your own circumstances as much as possible to make sure that you are as happy and as healthy and you know just as well as you can be definitely we why do we always say definitely that is de- if we drank 100 percent, 100 definitely if we drank every time we said that we'd be on the floor <laughs> fun game if you're listening along drink every time we say definitely or 100 percent. what i was going to say um i've completely forgotten actually <laughs> in the uh what we just said oh no all i was going to say is we've got this we're all a team and yes um we are always on Instagram if you are struggling with it and need, you know, just someone's chat to. Absolutely. That's a new version of definitely 100%. <laughs> Love it. Let's go with it. Okay, so welcome back to the final section of We're Spinning Plates. It is time for our Agony Ant column. So I put Ooh. out a call out... <laughs> I put out a call out on Instagram yesterday for some questions and you sent in some really, really good ones. So again, thank you if you send us in questions because, you know, we need to keep this podcast alive and we really appreciate it. So the first one that we're going to be answering is, do you have tips on how to accept that planning for the future is not possible right now? And I think that's a really good one because it does tie into what we were talking about on how hard it is to plan things and how hard it is to set goals when you have no idea how achievable they're going to be at the moment. And I think it's something Mm. that we've probably all been struggling with. Um, But what I will say is that 
I think there's almost kind of something nice. And this is, I mean, it is coming from the girl who can romanticise anything. Uh, She's an author after all. I think that's probably where it comes from, you know? Like, I just... One led to the other. Either the romanticisation led to you becoming an author or because you're an author, you became really good at romanticising. But either way, it's a good pair. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm gonna. I'm about to romanticise this, so buckle in. <laughs> um, but I think life is kind of, especially for people like us who really, really love to be productive and like to plan and like to be organised, mm. life is always kind of progressed by the idea of planning the next thing. And so there is kind of a little bit of beauty in the chance to step back and kind of accept that you can't plan anything and to just really, really live in the moment. So I do, first of all, think that changing mindset on how you consider that as a problem is helping me like to think okay so yeah. I can't plan anything long term I have no idea what's going to happen um I think that helps to say okay I'm going to live in the moment and I'm going to enjoy right now or as much as I can um and mm. that is helping me and also in terms of this is probably the time of life where for me personally I would have learned the lesson anyway that you can't plan things and that uncertainty is very much part of life obviously not to this extent and the pandemic (laughs) is definitely now at this point a very very extended period of time where people cannot plan for the future and when they do it doesn't seem to pan out and so it is a very very difficult thing to process so in terms of practical tips I'm gonna let you start because I can't think of any (laughs) (laughs) oh my god over to you wow thank you that is so kind of you to open the floor up to me I really appreciate it um (laughs) I just think practical tips for not being able to plan would be to reframe your understanding of the word plan I think you're mistaking planning and actioning as like the same thing but they're not you absolutely can plan for the future you can make as many plans as you want up until you're like 75 years old you could have planned out everything that you want to happen whether those things actually happen or how long it takes for you to action them are different but you absolutely can still plan and that can be a really nice way to kind of escape the reality of the situation whether that's planning for something that you'd like to do six months in the future something that you'd like to do at the end of the pandemic whenever that may be or something you'd like to do when you finish uni or whatever stage of your life you may be in there's loads of things that we can plan for obviously it is difficult to know that there are less steps we can take to action those plans and when they actually happen or come to fruition is less within our control I do think still planning is nice and is a great way to allow yourself to escape the situation and still keep that mindset of this is temporary and we will come through the other side so that's kind of something that I look at this is um, definitely um evidence of why there are two agony ants and not just one (laughs) yeah but whilst you were saying that I was thinking that for me I think planning not the bigger things, but setting a to-do list every single day um, and planning the small things that I can complete helps me to kind of satisfy that urge to plan because I know how you feel. I am a planner. I like to plan everything. Um, And planning the small things day to day does kind of quell that urge. And also, Mm. what a horrible, horrible phrase. Quell that urge. Never going to say that again. (laughs) However, the second thing I was going to say, oh my God, I keep losing my train of thought. Oh yes, is it's not you can it's not like everyone else is getting ahead of you 
because everybody is in the same boat. It's not like you have to think, I can't plan anything. I'm not achieving these things that I wanted to achieve. I, I feel like I can't plan these things, but everyone else can. It's, I know that sometimes it is not useful for people to say, well, everyone's in the same boat. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can take comparison out of it because everybody mm. is struggling to plan right now. And I think there is some kind of, you know, reassurance in that I find that reassuring in yeah. that everybody is in this together in this state of limbo and we're all just doing what we can and you know this is a incredibly not to quote Boris but unprecedented times like, <laughs> they are very unprecedented times and yeah it's okay to not be able to plan plan what you can plan for the future of things that you might want to happen but kind of release yourself from the pressure that they have to happen um, yeah and remove the comparison because it's not like everyone is getting ahead of you, is what I think we would say there. Agree? Yeah, I feel like, absolutely, it's just allow yourself to plan, but separate plans and completion of plans or fruition of plans into achieved goals as two different things. So allow yourself to plan, allow yourself to get excited for the future and not to wallow in this feeling of everything is out of our control, though it may feel that way. Just try to allow yourself to have some kind of like excitement for the future, which can often come in the form of plans, but just be a bit more relaxed about them and when they occur. It's like the window shopping of life. And my mum always (laughs) says to me that when she feels like she wants to do some online shopping, sometimes just putting everything in the basket and then clicking off it is enough. And I feel like that's how we can approach it. We can add all of the plans to our basket and that will hopefully pep us up enough to see us through, you know, without actually having to complete them right away. The window shopping of life. (laughs) And then ending with an agony ant question that I think is just a little bit more lighthearted and fun. Someone has asked us, do we have any tips for making bookish friends online? It's Which so I wholesome. I love this so one. Cute. It's so personal to and us. I know, literally so apt because that is literally how we know each other. I feel like we have told the uh, the love story of our friendship <laughs> before on the podcast. The greatest but... love story of our lives. Sorry, Jay. Exactly. <laughs> But just to like briefly give an overview, Em and I both went to the University of Leeds, um, though we didn't know each other. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds indeed. Um, We didn't know each other at university, but we were both there. I already live in Leeds, that's where I'm from, and Em was still living in Leeds because of uni. Um, We kind of had come across each other's YouTube videos just by chance I think like I don't really know how we found each other we'd been commenting and chatting briefly and then I decided to grow a pair and I thought right (laughs) she's graduating in a couple of months so if I don't speak to her now properly probably never will I've never heard this behind the scenes version of you building up to asking me out (laughs) literally it was that's literally how it felt I've never asked anyone out before so it was quite a scary (laughs) experience and and I'm I was such a Jay always calls me a church mouse because I can be really shy when I don't know people and I'm not very outgoing but when you know you (laughs) oh yeah I'm like completely opposite but to actually get to that stage Mm -hmm. is a struggle so eventually I messaged Em and I was like look it's completely fine if you say no I won't take any offense but do you want to go to Waterstones for a coffee um and she thankfully said yes otherwise I would have had to delete all (laughs) evidence of myself from the world of social media and <laughs> pretend I never existed but we went out for coffee and the rest is history yeah I remember my boyfriend at the time like walking with me towards Stins and being like okay check she's <laughs> check she's a real person <laughs> and then I'll leave you for your coffee date 
<laughs> oh my god yeah literally and wasn't your parents oh yeah afterwards a bit concerned my, as well like a year later uh, my mum was like <laughs> i was a bit concerned about you meeting an internet friend it's literally what we always told you not to do <laughs> but it worked out for the best like you know now yeah. i think we're as close as close can be and i think oh, well i mean you're the one that that initiated it so i guess yeah. what's what's your advice i mean I think our experience is slightly different because I do have other internet friends as well and not every internet friendship will be Share the like proximity this, as well. The proximity or the closeness and you may connect with someone online because of a particular shared interest like maybe you both really like books. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have loads of other things in common and it might be a friendship that's different from the friendships that you have in real life. I think where maybe we got lucky in the fact that we live close and we're also just like the get same on person. really well and now we even we're... look the same <laughs> um we kind of have like i would say not really we're not really internet friends anymore yeah. i don't really talk to you that much online um but <laughs> what we do at the moment um, yeah it's the only way but um it's definitely progressed from there but I would say just reaching out to people depends on which area of the internet you exist in. If you're on YouTube, commenting on people's videos a lot, sparking a conversation there, on Instagram, on Twitter, getting involved with someone and just putting yourself out there. There's a lot of, I think, fear that you're going to get rejected, but everyone, I think, shares that same yeah, fear. Definitely. So just like more often than not, when you reach out to someone online, um, there will like have a similar reaction like they'll probably like i mean you clawed that back i saw you begin to lose that thread and you clawed it back i I, yeah i think generalization but like often people will you know in the same space and they might have even wanted to do it and had been trying to you know work up the courage themselves yeah i feel i'm very specifically talking about the book community here because i I don't really know what it's like in other areas yeah and also that is the context of the specific question yeah so i think it's definitely like an area where people look to make friends with people who yeah. have the same interests. I will say, like in the most, like I don't want this to sound rude, but I think, like generally speaking, the smaller a YouTuber is, the more chance that they will be like really on board with creating friendships. When mm. I think, if I was to say message someone who had three hundred thousand subscribers, it's probably not going to be the same experience because they're probably getting so many comments and so many messages so many messages that it can be really difficult to forge a friendship not because there's anything malicious on the half of that person but that's just kind of become I guess more of a job for them and they'll probably find it a lot harder to connect with people because of how much they've got going on with the circumstance but if you're looking to make friends I'd say kind of approach people who are similar to you have the same interests who you see coming up in a lot of the same spaces as you and just put yourself out there more often than not especially in the book community people are friendly they want to talk to other people about books that's why we're all on here so I think that is a that's good advice I I feel like I have two main pieces of advice for that the first one is Mm -hmm. I really like Instagram as a platform for that and I think if just regular like comments or little messages about the thing the shared interest that you do have I think over time can widen into a friendship where you talk about things that aren't that shared interest and you begin you know Mm. like obviously the one for us is books um and that's you know that's how you begin speaking like on bookstagram to people and it does over time um you know naturally become a conversation about other things and then the other thing I will say is don't expect it to happen overnight I think there can be situations on the internet where people message someone and they just want the friendship to immediately 
appear and be a thing and it friendships take time in real life is exactly the same as real life in that sense i think um even more so probably because you aren't meeting them in person a lot of the time obviously yeah. ours was different because we could meet up because of how close we are but the the nature of the internet means that you probably won't be able to meet up with them um and so it does take time and to have patience and to not force it i think letting it happen naturally is really important but most people that are in the book community because obviously that's you know the context of this question are really really friendly and will always reply to a message and over time that could develop into a friendship but don't put too much pressure on it just see what happens absolutely i think yeah it just does develop over time but the first step is putting yourself out there being a bit less scared and maybe just thinking about what your response would be if someone messaged you like you probably yeah. wouldn't be really mean or cold about it and also if someone is or they're not interested in friendship that's obviously their prerogative that's a and it's problem, completely not a fine problem. like literally like that's absolutely fine from them everyone is entitled mm-hmm. to their own decisions Space. about who they want to have friendships and relationships with but that doesn't necessarily reflect badly on you and that's just one person who you weren't meant to have a friendship or relationship with and you can absolutely. completely move on have loads of other friends it'll be great and have loads of fun doing it we're all here just to have a good time talk about books and that's all there is to it. So I mm-hmm. think it's a lot less scary once you've started doing it. I think if you're new to the community, it maybe feels a little bit scarier. But the book community, I think, is quite tight-knit in general. So like people often know the same people, talk to the same people, and they want to be friends. So Yeah. And that rounds it up Amazing. really, really nicely. I loved that question. I thought it was... Uh, when I saw that one come up, I was like, oh, cute. We can tell our origin so story. Wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> tell the so, love story again. <laughs> we know we love to hop back to that. <laughs> Did we mention that we're <laughs> online friends? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is the end of this episode. I'm not going to lie. I feel like it had some chaotic energy in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It had lockdown energy. It had lockdown. Imagine what we're going to be like at week eight. <laughs> oh god don't 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 don't. it'll be uh it'll be amusing we can uh we can i hope yeah we can say that the roundups might lack but the chaotic energy will only grow so thank you so much for listening to this episode we hope you enjoyed it we hope that if you are feeling like you're in a rut that you are that you find a way out of it and that you you know we've got this we're all in this together positive energy all round but it is is also okay to be negative um sometimes (laughs) because you know but life's we're all about humans. balance. <laughs> okay, we're doing it again. Chaotic energy again. All I'm trying to do is end the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will speak to you next week. We hope you have a lovely week. Bye, guys. Bye.